Before we get started, a quick shout out to all of you right now who might be stuck at home, working from home, or whatever the case may be due to all of the news and all of the stuff that's going on right now. Not really going to name it, uh, I'm sure you're sick of hearing that particular word, uh, but what I wanted to say is thank you so much for spending some of your time with us. This is of course the Pocket Now Weekly, and I am your host, Joshua Vergara. What's going on everybody? Uh, every single week we try to bring you an episode uh, that is a discussion between myself and one other person about the stuff we love, and that's of course our shared love of tech. Now, obviously, this past week, there was basically just one topic in the news, but uh, I do get together with Tech Me Out herself. Uh, if you haven't seen her yet, she is over on YouTube, youtube.com slash techmeout, with the O being a zero instead, so T-E-C-H-M-E-0-U-T. She does some great chill videos about her journey in tech, and it's something that we talk about in this episode. It's been a long time coming, but we finally have Tech Me Out on the Pocket Now Weekly, and I wanted to get to know her a little bit more deeply about her journey on YouTube, in tech, and how she got into this whole industry that we're all a part of. After that, however, we do talk a little bit about the Galaxy S20 Ultra. It's still in the news, and we're starting to see some final reviews coming out about it, and so we share some of our final thoughts on it before our actual reviews come out all over the place, including Pocket Now, my channel, youtube.com slash Joshua Vergara, and hers, of course. With all of that said, we're going to go ahead and get into this episode. Again, thank you so much for taking some time to listen to our podcast. Hopefully you find a little bit of solace just kicking it with us as we always do every week. All right, I'll see you again in the outro. All right, I okay. I remember when we were meeting up at a couple of shows over the last year, <laughs> which, by the way, feels like such a long time ago now that no shows are happening. Oh, right. <laughs> uh, we were talking about having you on the show, um, or rather, there, okay, there were two things. I was talking about having you on the show. I always did want to have like one-on-one conversation with you on the show, but also to do the segment called What's in Your Pocket Now, where I was going to ask everybody mm-hmm. about it. And then those two things just kept falling through the cracks. And then finally, I was like, okay, I got to make it happen. So I like reached out to you to come on to the show. Um, we're going to talk about a bunch of stuff uh, coming up. But then I remembered recently when I was thinking about, when I was putting together our topics or just our general flow of conversation for this episode, you have been on the Pocket Now Weekly before, at least one time, right? Yes. Um, I forgot the year or what was going on, but um, it was like a group setting it was like, mm-hmm. I think a Samsung event potentially was going on. And we were I think recapping. it was. Yeah. And we rented out a room. Yeah. And I remember it was, mm-hmm. we were all just hella tired. I remember that much. We were like <laughs> really tired. Yes. It was me, you, Jaime. I want to say Danny was there too. And if anyone was tired, it was Danny. Like, because <laughs> it was, yeah. it was yeah. a video <laughs> podcast. And he was just like, he just had the mic in his hands like this the whole time. And he wasn't even moving. He was just like sitting there. <laughs> like, you would have thought he was a statue the whole time. Shouts out to Danny. Um, <laughs> right. But yeah, I mean, I've had, I've had a running list of people that I want to have on the show. And you've been actually like top three. Um, because I know that we would have a really good time talking. So like, why don't we just go ahead and jump in a couple of things? Cause right before we hit record, um, we were already talking about just how nuts (laughs) the world is right now. And I remember I wanted to bring it up because I saw your tweet from yesterday or was it earlier today Mm -hmm. about how (laughs) everything is just like sold out. (laughs) Like people are just panic buying like crazy right now. It is. It's, I feel like the media is. I feel like, you know, there's definitely truth in what they're saying and the severity of things. But at the same time, I just feel like it's kind of amplified to almost create a little panic amongst people mm-hmm. uh, to the sense that, like, not only are, like, 
things like hand sanitizer and wipes sold out, but now we're finding that like tissue is sold out. Water, like how did we get into that space where the shelves are being empty for that? What's next, bread? And it's just like, I don't know. I think the general public and myself included sometimes because it's something new and we're still learning, uh, you just kind of, I guess, panic and you do what you feel you need to do, I guess, to survive, you know, <laughs> or what you, yeah. you purchase, what you need to survive or to to combat against it. But at the same time, it's just like, I don't know, it's just a very interesting time of this year i will say <laughs> have there have there already it been was, a lot yeah. of um cancellations happening like in your particular area so far because i'm in la and even just just like an yeah. hour ago Dis- disneyland said we're done for the rest of the month are you serious yeah they, they're closing disneyland for all of March shut now. down mm-hmm. what yeah <laughs> whoa i did not know that oh man that's serious i know the nba uh made some adjustments to the games um here, uh, that's why I'm wearing my LA hat because this was supposed to be right. the Lakers' year. It's supposed to be our Dang. year, and now the whole season is suspended. <laughs> yes, it's just interesting, like just to see, like um, I, I guess I'm curious what the plan of action is because it's like if things shut down in increments, if everything doesn't unify and shut down to some extent, yeah. it's like how can they really sanitize things or clean it or you know whatever, so that we can try to lessen or wipe out the virus, so to speak. Um, but here, I know schools have shut down. They've moved to online courses, uh, more specifically colleges. I'm in North yeah. Carolina. Um, so like UNCG, um, Duke, uh, I know they made adjustments. Businesses, I haven't seen many that have changed anything. Um Outside of those places, though, I mean, there's probably more. I just don't know about them. I know um, I had an event coming up in April that um, wasn't canceled, but I think with Trump's uh, adjustment on travel and flights and such, it has impacted me going because he put a ban, I believe, on going to what? What was it? Europe? To Europe, uh, which it's funny that you mentioned that because I had one in uh, April as well. If you don't mind me asking, Mm -hmm. what was the event that you were meant to go to? Uh, it was with Facebook. Oh, me too. You were going to go to London? Really? Yeah. Yes, Facebook London. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, yeah, I was going to Facebook London. And um, um, yeah. I was So our, was our contacts at Facebook like said, I think they gave us until like the 20th to say whether or not we we still want yes, to do it. they did. I, I don't know. I don't know if I want to do it still. I don't know either. At first I was, but now like with this travel ban so to speak going on it's just like i don't want to go and get stuck or worse get quarantined you know like when you're coming home you're getting in that mindset of like i'm about to be home and i just get excited and you know i just start adjusting and i would be so devastated if i'm like that close and they're like man we got to keep you here for 30 days and be like wait what (laughs) you gotta do what (laughs) so it's like (laughs) I, i i don't know i um I don't know. I'm still on the fence about going, but I think at the present time, at least, I'm leaning more on not just not just for health reasons, but definitely for health reasons, but also because I don't want to risk getting stuck anywhere. (laughs) Yeah, that is actually that is 100 percent my thing, because if you read into the actual like fine print of what Trump uh, uh, announced the other day, uh, basically, Mm -hmm. 
Yes, yes. There's like a ban on not really a ban, but there's a limit to travel right. to the EU in particular. Mm-hmm. But his thing mm-hmm. doesn't talk about the UK. It's not. It's not included. So we could right. travel to the UK and back without any problems. Mm-hmm. But you're right. The whole thing is like on the one hand, we might be able to handle it if we contract it. But will the people around mm-hmm. us be able to? Exactly. You know, because I live with my family and like I'm worried about my parents. I'm worried about my relatives, Mm. you know, Um, even if I might bounce back, um, who knows if they can or not, you know. And then, of course, like you said, like with one of our friends, shout out. I want to make sure to hit the shout out real quick to um, Matt Swider, who's still stuck in Egypt right now. Um, He was. Yeah, he was out there and uh, his tweets have been going viral because he's been tweeting from the hospital in Egypt. I I don't even know what part of Egypt, but um, he's been there. At first, when he got off that trip where they tested everybody, he uh, he tested positive, but then they did another test and it came back negative. So he's fine. Hmm. But he's been stuck in that hospital for days. And right now we're, we're kind of doing like a Twitter campaign to say like, you know, send our guy back home. Like he's got to come back to the US at this point. He's not wow. sick. He's fine. He should come home now. Because if 14 days is the quarantine, but you're just being negligent about leaving people where they are, you got you to gotta figure out how to get these people home. Um, so, like, you know, thoughts out to Matt Swider. He's, he, he was on Egyptian television. He was on, you know, so it's actually, it's literally impacting people that we know and potentially care about, mm. you know, people, whether it's family, friends, or anything like that. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. has Has this whole crisis kind of changed your habits as far as, like, tech is concerned? Because people are talking about, like, sanitizing phones using like wipes and alcohol wipes and all that stuff like have you added Uh, to your routine um well (laughs) i'm i'm i consider myself a germaphobe naturally so i had certain habits that i did anyway but if anything maybe amplifying them like i've always i don't know if i'm supposed to or not but i always wiped my phone down with a clorox wipe occasionally um, just to keep it clean. Cause we place our phones some of everywhere. Um, mm-hmm. so I always wiped my phones down, but, um, it's hard to say if it's changed anything. Like, I don't think I per se picked up a new habit, but if anything ramped up <laughs> oh, yeah, for sure. already pre-existing habits. Uh, but, um, that's a good question. Yeah. I, I know they have I mean, like little sanitation kits and such, but I just use a Clark's wipe. <laughs> <laughs> Would you know what I wasn't it that I think I think Apple actually said recently that that's fine you could just use one of those and yeah. that's that's like the protocol they're sending to all of their iPhone users which is funny that a company could do that like mm-hmm. <laughs> all iPhone users mm-hmm. here's your here's your protocol I mean I I recently because of Isa because she was in contact with this company I actually have one of these um, this is the phone soap and what's funny is the moment that Lou, Mr. Unbox Therapy, did a video on it, these sold out like like crazy. Um, so basically, it's you just it, this plugs in and you put your phone in and it uses UV rays in order to sanitize a phone. Um, so what's funny though is that when you use this, I so I have this one's Isa's. Mine is set up in yeah. the living room right now. Uh, and I taught my parents how to use it. I was just like, guys, like once every day or so, you got to do this. Wipe mm-hmm. it down and then throw it in. Mm-hmm. What's funny is you think that something like this, um, it would completely refresh your phone. But then once it's in there for five minutes, because that's how long it takes, you take it out and all your fingerprints are still on it. So like, you still have to wipe it down. <laughs> True. So I guess yeah. it's a nice supplement, but it's still good to probably use the wipes, huh? Yeah, for sure. Maybe. Um, but yeah, I mean, hope I hope everybody's doing 
doing okay any listeners out there who might Me be too. affected by all of this yeah i mean it's we're yeah. lucky the people like us that we can have these kinds of uh yeah. we could do our work in this remote method and whatnot mm-hmm. you know have you been doing a lot of on location shoots recently or are you just more staying in the studio and whatnot um you mean like have i been going out to film and stuff yeah yeah um not really um nothing out of the usual, I'll say. Uh, I think I probably have found myself at home working mm-hmm. more than going out as of late. Um, I guess just for various reasons. <laughs> One, because it's easier sometimes, and then two, because of the virus, of course. But um, yeah, I just primarily film mostly at home. I need to get out and film more, but maybe after. Yeah, I feel <laughs> this, that way. You know, I feel dies that way down too. a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because I, I haven't, yeah. I, I've, I've put out a couple of videos, like for my personal channel, I've put out a few videos this past week, but mm-hmm. just kind of in general, like the, the act of scripting has been tough because your, your, mm-hmm. your head's all filled up with the news and what's going on. Yes. So starting off, starting off a script with like the words of like, the Galaxy S20 Ultra is the blah, blah, blah. It just doesn't <laughs> feel natural to do right. that right now. <laughs> right. Yeah. I know exactly what you mean. I've, I've found that I sometimes can be more effective, um, are more productive when I work like for 45 minutes and then take uh, a break. Like I actually set a timer either for 45 minutes or an hour. And then after the timer goes off, I take a moment away from all of the tech. Just cause like my mind is just like boggled. Like you said, of just so many thoughts, I'm, like over analytical as is. So I'm just like, my mind's constantly going. So it just needs to just take a moment to just breathe. So I'll step away for like 15, 20 minutes and then come back. Um, and that's kind of been the flow that I've picked up lately. I know there's probably like some technical name for that, but <laughs> that's the breakdown of what I've been doing. And it's really helped, um, I think, pace myself throughout the day um, and getting things done in, in a healthy manner, you know, for yeah. my mental and my physical. Because it's not good to sit behind the screens, you know, all the time and stuff like that, whether that be your phone or your computer. So that's really helped me just manage things a little bit better. Yeah, for sure. And we're going to get into a little bit more discussion about your channel, your your perspective on tech and whatnot after this quick break. All right. So one of the other reasons why I was really excited to have you on is because I think that while you and I have always been very friendly and we've always been able to kick it, we've always been homies, I've never actually heard your particular story about how you got into this whole tech industry, like getting on YouTube, becoming, I don't, I'm not sure what kind of term do you use to describe yourself when like, let's say a family member says, what do you do for a living? <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> In short, when I tell them, like sometimes just to keep it simple, I just say I'm a YouTuber. Although I feel like I'm more than that. Uh, you know, I'll say I do YouTube or I may say I do videography. And then generally with that, either it's a statement, they're like, oh, okay, cool. Or it poses, you know, further inquisition where it's just like, oh, what type of videography do you do? And it's like, oh, I do, you know, social media. Um, I do weddings. So I go like that because I also film weddings. But um, either I'll say I'm a YouTuber or a social media influencer Um one of the two, typically. But I think I see myself more as a content creator mm-hmm. um, or a social media influencer. Because I've had talks with others and I feel the same where it's like I don't want to limit myself, per se, by saying I'm a YouTuber because I feel like I'm more than that. Mm-hmm. Um, but sometimes it's just the easiest way to convey to someone in just the simplest terms what you do. Because <laughs> it's yeah. like the moment you say that, it's just like, oh, OK, they, they instantly connect. 
but sometimes the others are just like, okay, okay. You know, it's a little, they want a little more. They don't fully understand what you do. <laughs> oh yeah. It's like so, the, the plight of the YouTuber for sure. That's how we all feel. <laughs> right. Uh, oh yeah. But, so the whole, uh, so the whole, so the whole tech side of things, I mean, called tech me out, which by the way, I've always loved that, that, that oh, idea. Thanks. Like you got to tech me out <laughs> and all that. Um, I always loved that whole concept. Like when did the tech stuff kind of start in your whole creative life? Like where did that all come from? Oh, as, as far back as I can remember, I've always had a love for tech. Um, I've always loved technology, photography, and graphic design. I didn't really step into the space of videography or just production, whatever you want to call it, um, until I started my YouTube channel. Like I dabbled a little bit, but I was definitely more heavy into tech and graphic design and photography. Hmm. But when I started my YouTube channel, I started to discover that I loved filming videos more than I loved photography. I loved the editing process and just coming up with uh, an idea of what I wanted to film and how I wanted to tell my story it was more involved. And yeah. I, I really liked the way I could express myself in that manner. So um, it just, as far as I can remember, I've just always loved tech. I think like my first, I guess, well, I, wanna, I don't want to say my first big tech product, but like one that just instantly comes to mind that I can think of right now is like my MP3 players. Because I love music, always love music. And um, the very first one I think I had was like a Creative Zen. Oh, nice. <laughs> you remember those? Oh, yeah, yeah. And uh, yeah. So I just I just always love tech. Um, it just, just amazes me how it can impact our lives and just how it's evolving over time. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, and I was, you know, I've... I've Obviously, I'm subscribed, so I see your videos come up uh, every time you uh, put something out. And I just love how, like, personable, mm -hmm. like, your delivery tends to be. Like, I've had this conversation with a few other people recently about how one of the one of the strengths, I think, when it comes to creators like myself and you, like, not to say that it's a weakness mm -hmm. of anybody else's, but there's a certain mm -hmm. really chill sort of, like, come kick it with me vibe that mm -hmm. we put off. I mean, I don't know if I, okay, I'm not going to toot my own horn and say I put that off, but it's what I want to do. It's what I want Beep to. <laughs> like when, whenever I put a video out, I mean, there's a reason why I have such a brand like about tea, you know, because I'm trying to like, there's a, yeah. there's, there's a calmness to something that I want to put out there. Um, but I get that feeling yeah. from yours as well, that, you know, a video that you did recently of like, what is on your Galaxy S20 Ultra? I was just like, yeah, this is chill. Mm -hmm. And like, there was like a certain moment in that video where you were like, I actually forgot the name of this widget. I, I don't even remember this actually. Give me, <laughs> I was like, that's real. Like, that's dope. I love that yes. kind of, that kind of personality in it because it's like, yeah, that's, we are, even though we might be in a somewhat privileged position to be able to have access to these things and to provide the content, mm -hmm. we're still just mm -hmm. as normal as most people who yes. use their phones. <laughs> yes. Would you say in that prime example for me that I, I just, I don't know what it is, but I struggle the most with unboxing videos. Mm -hmm. I always, always mess up somewhere in there. And it's like, I'll see other videos and I'm like, it's just like so perfect, so fluid. But mine's, I'll have so many hiccups, it seems, when I'm trying to unbox something. <laughs> like more specifically, like unboxings for what are considered like the hero products, the big phones, the big products oh, that yeah. everybody's anticipating, where you know you definitely want to nail the video, you want to do exceptionally well, have all the facts, not miss anything, and just deliver an A1 video. And those are the ones that sometimes I just feel like I just had so many bloopers. I just had so many mix, uh, you know, moments where I messed up 
But like you said, it's those imperfections that I feel allow people to connect because it was one video for, I believe, it was an iPhone video, an iPhone unboxing. And I literally unboxed the phone and I had the most difficult time trying to activate the phone. And I was at first going to just like nix it out of the video and just skip to when I got it working. But I'm like, no, this really happened. And I legit could not activate this phone for over an hour. And it pushed me back and when I could actually get my video out. So I even filmed when I was on the way to the carrier store to try to resolve the issue. Like I took the viewer along with me and I was really happy that I did at the end because my viewers in the comment section were like, thank you for putting this because they also had activation issues. And so they were like, I'm glad to know I wasn't alone. And then they also appreciated the fact that, you know, once again, it's that relatability, like, oh, mistakes do happen, you know, And, and they could see that. But I think more importantly, the fact that they saw that they weren't alone in the issue that they had. Because I thought it was an isolated issue for me. So even when I saw their comments, it was like, oh, wow. It was enlightening for me as well. Like, okay, so this was a thing. It, this wasn't just me. So, you know, it's, it's things like that that kind of, you know, I guess <laughs> I try not to get on myself as hard when I have little mix-ups in the video. Because it's <laughs> like, it has a dual purpose. People can connect with it or also they went through it, you know. But uh, I, I still love I still love doing them despite some of my troubles in getting the video done. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's great. Yeah. Like I love I love that kind of perspective, you know. And I was going to ask you, like, how would you how would you characterize like sort of the message of tech me out and whatnot? But I think you kind of encapsulated it there. Like it's yeah. it is kind of our journey with tech, right? You know, and it's 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 yeah. somewhat on a different level than being. Um, See, this is this is where and and speaking of speaking of weird ways of tackling certain topics, we're going to get into that in a little bit. But like there's this funny thing about like the tech reporting and the tech blogging space where you have like publications, then you have personalities. I'm literally both because this is the pocket now weekly, but I'm also myself on YouTube. Mm -hmm. So I have kind of Mm -hmm. both hats that I have to wear where it's like. I hesitate to use the word expert, but the whole idea of being at a publication is that it's highly researched. It's highly like mm. there's a certain detail oriented style to it. But then mm-hmm. as our own people on YouTube, it's just about us sharing our journey in tech and sharing, oh, yeah. you know, our perspectives. Mm-hmm. It's funny, like um, it's funny, the dichotomy between those two things. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I can definitely agree. I know my motto when I sit down is that I want to feel like I'm having a conversation and not a presentation. That is like, in short, what I try to do. I want it to feel like the viewer is sitting down with me on my couch and we're talking tech. And I wasn't always this way, you know, in the sense that when I first started, um, like my channel and stuff, I'd watch videos and I used to hate that people would not enunciate. And then like, I would try to find what they mentioned in terms of an app and it would not be in the description. And so I'm like, one, I can't understand what you're saying. And two, I can't find it in the description. So when I made my videos, I'm like, I'm going to make sure I enunciate everywhere. I'm going I'm to I'm say everything the way that it's supposed to be said to the best of my ability. <laughs> and so I ended up sounding like Siri. I sounded like a robot. It was very unnatural. Um, it just, I, I don't know. Everybody would just joke with me and say I sounded like Siri. And it got to the point where when I would talk to my friends and they would ask me a question and I tried to like teach them about something, they'll be like, don't give me the tech me out voice. And I'm like, what? What are you talking about? They're like, when you do videos, your voice changes. I don't want the tech me out voice. Talk to me like you normally talk to me. And I'm like, wait a minute. And I never noticed that. It's and so when true, I got called out on that, I was just like, I got to switch that up because 
I don't want to feel like I'm turning on and off a switch. You know, mm-hmm. like I want the way that I talk to my friends to come across in my videos because my viewers, you know, they're like friends that I'm talking to about tech. So I, I try to relax a little more. I try to, you know, if I want to use slang, use slang. I just try to keep it as casual as I can, but still be professional. You know what I mean? <laughs> oh, yeah, for sure. So you can you can yeah. absolutely mold the two together. Like there's no reason why oh, anyone yeah, for shouldn't sure. be able to, you know, but it does take a lot oh, of practice. Sure. I'm, I'm 100% there with you. And I think um, yes. when I, I think that when most of us fall into the trap of being like too, let's say, stiff on camera in our delivery, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it's for me, at least it's when I script something. I actually, most of my videos mm, sure. that are really like flowy are just coming off the top of my head and with like a fact sheet in front of me. So just so I had to make sure I have the details right. But like, I feel like mm-hmm. that would be my my way of kind of tackling that whole thing. And I mean, I'm, as I'm sure you've been in this for quite some time, I, I too, I've been in this in this game for quite a while. Um, yeah. But like one of the other things that I did want to talk about and, you know, to be clear to some of our listeners, because I know this can be a bit of a sensitive topic to some, um, I did not have... Jervina on just to talk about this topic it just so happens that this is going to come up so i i did want to make sure that if i was going to tackle this whole topic about not even truly in depth it doesn't have to be but i wanted to at mm-hmm. least have a conversation an ongoing conversation on the show f- moving forward about representation in tech representation mm-hmm. in tech youtube and tech blogging whatever you might call it and i've had many conversations in the past about like what it's like having uh, either having uh, a representation of women in tech or even with some of my friends being women in tech. And yeah. I know that for a topic like this, it might seem very um, obvious that I would call upon you. I mean, you know, my girlfriend, Issa Rodriguez on. And mm-hmm. let me just put it that way. Let me just put it this way. At one point, I will. I, I absolutely will. Mm-hmm. But I will also, it's not just her. I'll have as many people as I possibly can on. It's just that you and I had this outstanding appointment of you being on, and it just kind of happens to coincide. <laughs> <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> so I, I, was, I just kind of wonder, because I would never want to tackle this, this, this with just my perspective. I want to be sure mm-hmm. to have the representation at least be there properly. So I, I guess what I would ask is, what have, what have your thoughts been on that topic or on that whole feeling about where women are in the tech creator world and whatnot because mm-hmm. while it is i don't think anybody can argue that it is a male dominated you know area but there mm-hmm. is a significant and very um uh there's 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 a significant and powerful voice of group of mm-hmm. women that are there and i mean i know at least in my case i highly res- i highly respect Every single one of y'all, you know, you got creators like yourself, I, Justine, Sarah Dietschy, uh, we have podcasters mm-hmm. like Florence Ion, we have so many people, Miriam Joir, so many people in the space. Mm-hmm. And at some point, I want to have each and every one of them on for one-on-one conversations. But seeing as it's the two of us right now, I wanted to ask you, what are your thoughts on that kind of, on that kind of topic? Yeah, I feel <clears throat> like you're saying it is definitely a male-dominated space. Um, it's, it, I even see it at events, you know, something is simple as that just going and kind of feel like a unicorn in the room sometimes <laughs> you know um and being a female or then and even a woman of color you know like i don't see a lot of me sometimes when i go to certain things but i don't feel like i'm the only one you know what i mean like there's like you said there's other women out there doing it but we just seem to be definitely a a smaller number um when it comes to 
having I guess as strong not strong but as being as dominant in the field mm-hmm. uh, but I don't I don't know I, I, I often wondered why is it that way you know like why does it seem to be such a small number I feel like there's a decent amount of women that like tech you know I, I see them in my comment section I see them in my analytics in terms of when I look at my female to male ratio so and I've even seen some start to create a YouTube channel um, but I, I just, I want to see it more. Uh, I love mm-hmm. connecting with, you know, tech lovers, period. But then when you can also connect with a female and talk tech, and because we don't see a lot of women in this area, it's always good to hear their perspective um, as well in terms of what the trends are and what they think of them. Like, I don't know, maybe we look at certain things that a guy wouldn't look at <laughs> when it comes to tech or consider certain things. And I know like me specifically, the, the size of phones, you know, they're, they're getting large and something like foldable phones. I know people didn't understand like the benefit of certain things like the Z Flip, the Samsung Z Flip. And with men, big phones, you, they can fit in your pockets because your pockets are naturally big. But women, our jeans, our pockets are not that big. So unless you're carrying a purse, it's not going to fit, you know, as naturally in there. Little things like that. I've seen some women... Um, I think uh, Jacqueline even pointed that out um, in one of her oh, videos yeah. about the advantage of being able to fit a phone um, in her pocket now because the Samsung Z Flip is small enough now where you can do that. It's stuff like that, I think, that might get overlooked <laughs> when s- certain approaches are taken. So I wonder if sometimes the things that we talk about might be a little bit different. But, it's, of course, is the same as well. Certain things we're going to align on, but then there's certain angles that we may approach that may not be considered. Um, but I don't know. I'd, I'd love to see more women in the space. Um, I just don't know. I, I don't know any theories on why you feel like it's such a small number. Do you think it's just naturally well, I mean, that way or? Well, I mean, it, it's really easy to get into like the weeds of it, uh, calling it something like systemic, you know? And right. I think in, in my, in my case, I did literally grow up being taught that tech is amazing. My, my father was mm-hmm. very, very upfront about all of that he shared Mm -hmm. in my love of like video games and tech like he didn't really play but whenever i showed him something that i thought was dope he thought it was dope too i don't Mm -hmm. i can't i obviously can't speak for women which is the reason why i don't approach this subject just from my perspective um but i would imagine just from interactions with like my cousins and you know females in my life that that kind of upbringing is not quite at the same level that if a girl were to start uh, appreciating technology in a certain way, that could lead to a career like like ours. Uh, it may or may not be fostered to quite the same level. And right. not to say that it's necessarily a bad thing in either direction, uh, but of course that means that priorities might be a little bit different. So right. um, I, I think that there is a large contingency of women out there who are just tremendous creators, tech or not. There are women out there who are who are tremendous creators who have an appreciation for the the art of creation, whether it's with like cameras or even on social media or anything like that. I think that there are people like that. And while somebody like you might have popped into tech in a in a more um, in a more directed fashion, uh, there are some people who are like vloggers who found tech. You know, like there are those creators yeah. and we're starting to see more and more of that. So I, I love that it kind of eventually makes it to that to that realm. But again, it's not a bad thing or a good thing or anything like that. I just do feel like the love of tech is kind of fostered at a young age more often with, mm-hmm. I guess, 
boys than it is with girls. And I could see that. Yeah, that, that, that's been my perspective on it in the past. And again, it's just like, it's an upbringing thing. And it doesn't mean that mm-hmm. we couldn't see more of that in the future. I would implore anybody like tech is unifying. Tech is for everybody. Oh, yeah. yeah. And I think like what you say in that, um, especially with the way that it's evolving, it's starting to kind of make its way into like, like, I guess what I mean by this statement is like, it's making its way into... Um, everyday things that even those that might not be as into tech are finding themselves starting to look at it differently, like smart home mm-hmm. tech. Like oh, yeah. those are just, you don't have to be a techie person, but there's certain advantages that I think might get someone's interest to peek into tech, like mm-hmm. smart home speakers, smart thermostats, smart locks. Some people still don't care about that, but when you start putting that into homes and kind of making it a little bit more accessible and impacting lives beyond phones and computers and things that you normally find it in or you naturally associate tech with, and you start putting it into that or even cars and putting in wireless chargers and things like that, I think it starts to kind of pique interest of those that may not find themselves as into tech to start to like evaluate it a little bit differently and getting a little bit more into it. But then mm-hmm. you're hitting probably more so the generation that's older, like probably over 18 or so. Because when we start talking about smart home tech, those are things that we might be more concerned about than a high schooler or someone younger. So, Oh, yeah, but for I sure. But I think and we're just making it more accessible. Yeah. Yeah. That, that was, that was the, yeah, you're, 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 you're totally, um, we're, we're of the same mind in that regard that, mm-hmm. you know, on, on top of it being like, as another way of saying that it's systemic, obviously the not easy but i guess in some ways the obvious move would be for companies to start creating uh products that appeal to a more general audience that are not so obviously like look at this ps4 controller it's it's got a camo (laughs) it's got a camo design on it you know and it's not really something that i feel like would appeal to girls so uh, as much as to women as much um i will admit that like just the actual design of a product has been it's it's in the spotlight now for me because of the person I date. Yeah. I mean, I'm mm-hmm. I'm openly wearing a pink band <laughs> on my Xiaomi Mi Band 4 <laughs> and what is great is that um and this is something that I'll say all all day now cuz I, I would I never vilified pink as a color. I just didn't think it looked good mm-hmm. on me. Let's just put it that way. Mm-hmm. However, mm-hmm. now that I now that I'm with somebody that prioritizes things like that and it's more normalized in my life, I'm happy Mm -hmm. to have it. I'm happy to Mm -hmm. wear it. And it's just normal to me. So making things normal for us, that's what has to be, that's what has to be done. Mm -hmm. I definitely agree. It's it's something that's related, but kind of not, I guess. It's like what you're saying that there's certain things that are just kind of harder to find that are um, as high in number of options that are designed for women like more specifically uh, camera bags. Um, oh, yeah. I just feel like a lot of them, they're just, I don't know, they they are so focused on allowing you to have the functionality of taking what you want that sometimes the design is just not there. It looks too much like a book bag or it looks too rugged or it looks too much like a bag a man would carry without the feminine touch to it. You know what I mean? But there's some mm-hmm. out there that's, that, that to me... Um, 
touch on the design and the functionality. And I feel the versatility of it being like a unisex bag for a man or a woman. But um, I, like you're saying, their design is definitely key. And I feel like the more companies can consider a, a more general product that's going to be, I guess, liked or adopted by more than just a male audience, <laughs> it, could, yeah, it could help. Yeah, 100%. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Um, all right, cool. Well, this is this is definitely a conversation that is so ongoing, and everyone has a different perspective, which is why I, I would oh, yeah. love to have these conversations with as many people as possible. Um, with that mm-hmm. said, though, we're going to get into one more break before we get into our final portion of the show. All right, so earlier you did mention the Galaxy Z Flip, um, and mm-hmm. I'm actually using it right now. That's 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 oh, the man. phone I have sitting. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, so we're using Duo for this call. And uh, it was one of the moves. It, honestly, it's actually a lot more convenient um, to have the podcast done in this method. We're just doing a video call and then recording our audio because it means I can I can get on the line with pretty much anybody. And I really enjoy that because mm-hmm. um, I don't know if you realize, but recently we made the move to an audio only podcast. There's no video whatsoever. So that's why this move has been so interesting. Um, but yeah, with the Z flip, I can like set it down and bring the screen up. It's it's great. <laughs> um, oh, nice. I should have did that. <laughs> I'm on the Ultra. <laughs> You're on the Ultra? Okay. So yeah. um, the Galaxy S20 Ultra is still in the news. Um, I mean, granted, it is the hot phone of the moment. And over the last week oh, yeah. or so, people have been talking about... I, I I just saw a couple of videos earlier today, even, of people sort of expounding upon what it is you're actually paying for at like $1,400. And as far as the camera is concerned, Mm -hmm. um, you did mention that you wanted to kind of talk it out a little bit in that case. Um, So how has your experience been with the Galaxy S20 Ultra? We know what's on your phone, but how are you feeling about the phone? (laughs) (laughs) Um, My experience has been in short and just overall good. Um, I feel like it's kind of like entered into a new space at least for me and what I know of from Samsung um, in reference to like their lineups of phones, because it's a Galaxy device, mm-hmm. but it's almost like it wants to be a note without the pen in terms of the specs being yeah. so amped up. Like typically we wait for these kind of specs to, you know, come out on a note device, but now we're getting it with the Galaxy lineup and it's not a note, but it's big like a note, but without an S pen. You know what I mean? Does that make sense? A little bit yeah, there. No, yeah, absolutely. Like, it's, it's definitely, it's a it's a spec sheet that's going to like have every tech lover like, wow. You know what I mean? And typically we look for that or we anticipate receiving that with the Note phones, which has me, mm-hmm. or the Note lineup, which has me like really excited to see what are they going to give us. Like if they did this with the Ultra, what are they going to bring on the new Samsung Galaxy Note or the Samsung Note? I'm sorry. But um. In reference to the Ultra, though, I like it. Um, It's very fluid. Um, I have, I believe, 120 hertz on and the Mm -hmm. resolution at its standard rate. I I don't think I personally do enough (laughs) to to really notice or for the average person to notice the difference uh, when you bump up the screen resolution. for what I do on a regular basis. So I just wanted to use the 120 hertz over that because you can't have both. I found that out in my unboxing. (laughs) But (laughs) I I like it. It's it's a fluid phone. I I like Samsung's camera. I love their displays. Oh my gosh. They make some of the most beautiful 
phones to me. Like in terms of designs and just just overall, just how the screen looks from the color to the sharpness to the clarity. It's one of those phones that I just feel you're going to gawk at. You know, even my friends that are like diehard iPhone users, um, they'll look at the Galaxy and they'll be like, that's, that's, a, that's a good looking phone. That's a really pretty phone. Like you got to give respect where it's due. And it's, it's deserved on, to me, Samsung's phones. But in specific, the Ultra, the only thing I've, in my experience and usage of it that I did not really care for was space zoom in the camera. Mm-hmm. Um, the battery's phenomenal. Uh, I haven't had any hiccups with the system. Um, it's just been a very fluid device. But uh, the, the space zoom, I think I was a bit disappointed there in that area because it's one of the features of the Ultra that was highly advertised and amped up. Oh, yeah. I was really excited. And I thought maybe within my unboxing video that maybe it was just user error. Maybe I wasn't doing something right. Maybe it was the lighting condition. Um, But I realized after further research and testing, no, it just, (laughs) (laughs) yeah, it just wasn't quite there the way I thought it would be. And I think because it was amped up so much, it kind of naturally has people excited to use it and test it and experience it. And then you go in there and you do, and it's like, okay. You know, it's like, and I think maybe if it wasn't hyped up as much, my reaction may have been different. But uh, yeah, I, what what are your thoughts on it? <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm I'm there with you. Like, um, as far as the the screen resolution and the and the refresh rate are concerned, okay. My the way that I would characterize that 120 hertz is that you definitely want to have it on no matter what resolution you're at. Uh, only one right. phone has been able to achieve the quad hd 120 and that's the oppo find x2 pro which is not near me right now but it's it's around um but that is the only phone that's been able to achieve both and that's going to be a huge Mm -hmm. selling point for a phone that's not even coming to the u.s so that's that's a bummer but wow yeah yeah, um but as far as the s20 ultra is concerned it's great that it's there because Mm -hmm. a higher refresh rate on that screen literally makes this feel like a futuristic piece of tech a an exceptional yeah. piece of tech so when you were to mm-hmm. when you were to scroll through even like a galaxy s8 s9 let's say and you're scrolling through it it's it feels so run of the mill and then all of a sudden there's a smoothness mm-hmm. that makes sense for something you're paying that much money for or that is being marketed as the most powerful phone ever now marketing mm-hmm. is a funny term because um i i when my review ultimately comes out with this phone uh, I'm just going to call it the phone that tries too hard. Honestly, like that's really Ooh. all I'm going to call it. And the reason why is because Samsung found themselves, uh, they found themselves doing the cardinal sin of Android phones. That's maxing out all of the settings on the processor, on the cameras and all of that stuff, regardless of whether or not it was actually useful. <laughs> like, and that's, Give that's one of speaking. the, um, <laughs> <laughs> that's one of that's one of the things that Apple does so well is they don't just yeah. max things out for the sake of maxing it out. They they actually just mm-hmm. sort of provide features that they know people will either use or at the very least is up to their standards. And I know that that's a relative yes. term. Um, but just maxing everything out uh, just for just the sake for of it, rights. it's yeah. just for bragging rights. That's, it's literally the reason why everyone's so 
they're they're so d- disappointed because on the back of that phone it literally says a hundred times. Yes. <laughs> yes. So, but the usability of that image, like, I don't really zoom much uh, when I take photos. The main time I find myself zooming in is when I'm at a concert or an mm. event, and I just want to get in closer. But I definitely toggle between. <laughs> Yeah, right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. But um, I generally use the standard lens or wide angle. So, you know, although the the space zoom, the 100 times is not that usable, the, the others, the 10 times zoom and the 30 times zoom are. Um, so while the 100 times zoom is disappointing, I am happy, though, that they still push you know, the envelope a little bit and offered something new for Mm -hmm. us to use and still enjoy um, that gives us a usable image. Um, The 100 times zoom, I think, is just to say that you can do it. But it's not one of those things where it's like, you know, sometimes you want to show off your phone like, man, my phone can do this, you know, whatever. Or you people are around you and they see that you have the phone. They're like, oh, let me see the 100 times zoom. I'm not going to be too proud pulling that out to show it off. You know what I mean? But I'm, I'm going to be proud showing off the 30 times zoom and the 10 times zoom. But the 100 is, is just not. The usability of it, it definitely leaves some work. Kind of like when they first, first rolled out, uh, well, what is it? Memojis? Am I saying oh, that right for what they released? Uh, meme, is it Memoji or is it, I'm trying is to remember. It, I think they had another name. AR emoji. But you know what I mean? Yeah. AR emoji. Memojis is iPhone. Uh, AR emoji. Um, it's kind of like that, you know, like it was nice that they tried it, but it was still a lot of bumps along the way and getting it to perform the the, the way that we wanted. But, um, that's something that I've always admired and I love about Samsung. They're not afraid to try, you know, like regardless of if it's going to work the way you want it or not, they're going to try it. And Regardless if you're going to laugh at what they created, like uh, the Fold, you know, or even their mm-hmm. phablet when they first came out with, like, people laughed. But, you know, people are doing it now. They're using it. And uh, I, I like that. I like that they're not afraid to try um, yeah. and, and, and thing test is, things out. Practicality and usability finds a way to make a product mm-hmm. make sense. But if yeah. we're talking just from a pure practical usage standpoint, 100 times Zoom is not going to be that. Uh-uh. Like we uh-uh. as consumers realized or created the ways in which a large phone made sense. We helped create uh-uh. the ways that a stylus on a smartphone made sense also. You know, uh-uh. our demands dictated it. This, I don't know anybody that is going out on safari (laughs) check this out i don't even need my big safari lens on my dslr anymore right no no one's saying that (laughs) no the scenarios are just not there Mm -hmm. you know for the need of what that phone attempts to give you know what i mean um uh yeah yeah well you know what we've been talking we we've we've gone we've gone at length about the galaxy s20 ultra so i suppose it's a bit of a spoiler alert but you know as i'm going to be ending most of these shows i guess what i could ask is then is the galaxy s20 ultra what is in your pocket now 
it actually is. <laughs> um, I'm I'm filming, uh, or not filming. I'm we're, we're doing the chat through it right now, but yeah, I'm definitely using that. I, I tend to carry them on the two phones, you know, the two phone mm-hmm. world. <laughs> um, so I have my iPhone, and then I have the Galaxy Ultra, and um, uh, which yeah, uh, which iPhone in pocket. particular? Um, the iPhone 11 Pro Max. Oh, so you went Max? Yeah, I went with the Max. See, we were talking about sizes of phones earlier. I couldn't go max. I just couldn't. Like this just feels Really? I couldn't do it. Yeah. I like I love the regular Pro so much because for what this for what these phones can do when you can get all those capabilities yeah. in a smaller form factor, it blows my mind. That blows my mind. <laughs> True. But yeah. you know what got me uh is the battery. So mm. I I got tired of the bigger phones. I wanted something that I could use more easy or you know, easily with uh, one hand. So before the iPhone 11 Pro Max, I went from the iPhone 10s Max. I'm trying to recall the names. Um, yeah. I went from that to the iPhone 10s, and I was constantly charging my phone. And I, I guess I never really paid attention as to how and why I was until I moved to the iPhone 11 Pro Max. And of course, to newer phone, the battery's gonna naturally be better, but then also because the phone's bigger, the battery's bigger. So it has me like, I, I miss this, you know? <laughs> I-, I didn't feel like I had to stay as close to a charger as I did with my iPhone 10s Max. I just felt like I had to have my charging case, a portable charger. I had to keep something to power that phone on me because the way I was using it, it, it wasn't gonna make it the way I needed it to. But with the iPhone 11 Pro Max, I have not had that issue at all. And especially the Galaxy Ultra, like that mm. battery for me. Oh yeah, <laughs> no complaints. <laughs> and it's so funny that a lot of people don't even realize that when they have, yeah, uh, I think since the S9, I'm gonna say S9. So mm-hmm. S9, Note 9, S10, and now the 20s. Note 10 and now the 20s. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. What a lot of people don't realize, unless they go deep into the settings, is their phone is actually already in a power-saving mode. It's in. Mm-hmm. It's that not going at. True. It's not going at full tilt. That is so, true. So uh, technically, the phone's already tuned for your long-lasting usage. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, so, mm-hmm. like every now and then, when I get into the, I, I, I will say, I'm not going to get into it now, but the Galaxy S20 Ultra is to me one of like the perfect gaming phones for a lot of reasons. But I'm not going to get into it now. But one of the reasons why mm-hmm. is because you get into the settings and if you need a little more performance, you can actually crank it higher. <laughs> like that's a, yes. that's yes. a big deal. Um, you can you can modify the phone to be more of what you need in that moment. Yes. You absolutely. have more control yeah. over, over customizing more than just the look of your phone in terms of like your home screen and your launcher, but the actual settings and the way your phone operates and runs from the color to the the screen resolution. Like that's something that, not every phone offers, in short. <laughs> yeah, definitely. All right, awesome. Well, you wait, heard it wait. here. Huh? I got to ask you, though, when you said you, when you play, you, you know, you're a gamer on your phone, what is your favorite game right now that you're playing, that you're playing out there? Um, okay, so... Oh, yeah. This, this could be a whole episode in and of itself, but I will, I will try to put it pretty... <laughs> I'll try, I'll try to put it pretty succinctly. Um, okay, so I'm actually a big proponent of using mobile gaming as a way of revisiting or introducing mm-hmm. games of yesteryear. So actually, mm-hmm. my favorite game right now on any of my phones is uh, Dragon Quest VIII. It's an old PS2 oh, okay. game 
that got that got adapted for a vertical screen on Android and iOS. Yeah. I actually love that I can revisit that game. I never beat it, which is why I'm trying to beat it now on mobile. Ooh. But there's that game. All the Final Fantasy games are there. Um, and like all the GTAs are there. Like those are all fantastic games. But mm-hmm. like if I had to pick a if I had to pick an adapted game, it would be Dragon Quest Eight. If I had to pick an actual mobile game, I'm actually playing a lot of um there's this um there's this new gotcha game that came out based on a Netflix anime called The Seven Deadly Sins. And it's mm, yeah, it's just it's just a gotcha game. But what's cool about the way they did this is it was originally an anime and what i find so interesting is i never watched the anime but the entire game is the anime so i'm actually experiencing the anime through the guise of a mobile gacha game so i was like okay i'm this is a new way of of experiencing a show like this is cool i like this Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um Gotcha games, you have to put so much effort into it and so much time. Uh, I, th- that that sucks. But at least in the story mode, I'm actually experiencing the story genuinely. So I, I like that. <laughs> nice. Yeah. That's what's up. I, I, I'm getting more into, I think, mobile gaming. Uh, uh, but uh, I don't think I have as diverse of a catalog <laughs> in terms of the games that i'm playing i've had but, uh, i've had that question with some people those. where um like how would you characterize a mobile gamer because i don't think i am a true mobile gamer because i never finish oh, yeah. a game <laughs> yeah yeah for yeah for me i don't ever really start a game you know <laughs> i i don't i don't like play with too many different games on my phone i'll get one or two or three that I like, and I just always play those. Um, but um, I definitely want to get more into Call of Duty, I think, is really oh, popular yeah. up there now. Because mm-hmm. I loved it on Xbox. So now that mm-hmm. I can have it on my phone, I just got to see what the experience is like. Like, how does it compete or how does it compare to oh, that? Oh, you could, but, you uh, could yeah. absolutely get addicted to it. Trust me. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Thank you for the warning label because I'm the type <laughs> that will need it. <laughs> yeah, most definitely. Okay. All right. Well, before you before you get caught in the in the bubble of Call of Duty, I do want to make sure tell everybody where they can find you on the internet, YouTube, social media, all that stuff. Go ahead and the floor is yours. Go ahead and plug sure. whatever you want to plug. Yes. Um. You can find me on Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube at Tech Me Out. That's spelled T E C H M E zero U T. The O is taken. <laughs> um, I also have a website, www.techmeoutnow.com. But uh, yeah, most active, I would say, on those three platforms there. All right, awesome. I knew this was going to be such a dope conversation. I'm really glad that we were finally able to do this. <laughs> and me too, me too. I'm so glad as well. When I start my podcast, I'm going to have to get you up there. <laughs> oh yeah, for sure. I'm, I'm very flattered. Thank you, thank you. Uh, thank you for the invite. I'll certainly be there. All right, cool. Uh, Well, with that in mind, I'll go ahead and jump into the outro. All right, and as far as I am concerned, you can follow me across all social media at JVTechT. That's JV. You know me. I love tech, and I love to drink me some tea. You can also follow my YouTube channel. After all, we all are putting out content about the various things that we spoke about, me and Tech Me Out, that is, here on this episode. You can follow my channel at YouTube.com slash Joshua Vergara. However, of course, you are listening to the Pocket Now Weekly Podcast, and you can follow Pocket Now across all social media networks. You have at Pocket Now on Instagram and Twitter, and then, of course, YouTube.com slash Pocket Now. 
now, to which you can subscribe to the channel if you haven't already. That'll do it for this week's episode of the Pocket Now Weekly. Thank you again for spending some time with us. Hopefully you're all doing okay. Take care of yourselves. Wash your hands. Stay clean, everybody. And make sure you stay healthy throughout this trying time currently. We will see you again next week. And uh, you can spend a little bit more time with us as we discuss topics in tech like we do every single week. And with all of that said, we will see you in our next episode.